Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! It's Forever World here, and I just wanted to give you guys a very important message regarding something that I am launching. A lot of people know that we switch up the music from time to time over here on the show. And uh, yeah, we're going to be having a new opening slash ending that is going to be courtesy of my new single, Day Ones, off my upcoming project, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. You can check it, link in the description below for the full video. But yeah, I hope you enjoy and please provide your feedback. I worked very hard on this one and I think you're going to see the growth in me as an artist and in general. I think you're going to have a good time with it. Thank you very much. Stop, stop chasing the pain. The pain will leave you in a deep box. Better living, gon' come. Gotta make it out of deep spot. Bound to rebound, steady asking what you about. All about the knowledge like a treetop. Gotta do better than they did for us. Make sure that the seeds got. This is for my day ones, gotta be clear. Still moving on, baby, but I wish you was here. Still moving on, baby, but I gotta get there. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never forget. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never regret. Still moving on, still moving on. This is for my day ones. This is for my day ones. Come on. Subscribe and hit that bell to get more. And first story on the docket. Now, it's been a back and forth, which honestly, now that I think about it, it's pretty genius marketing, just getting people talking in general regarding the upcoming Naruto X Boruto Storm Connections video game, which is a collection of all the Storm games with a bunch of new stuff as well. And this update right here, coming courtesy of the official Naruto News website, really is giving a lot of insight into not only, of course, yes, you're going to get the experience of all the storms but there is a lot of new updates and in general it isn't the same naruto storm in particular that you're expecting because yeah this massive news right here is showcasing that naruto storm connections isn't just storm that you already played let's take a look naruto x boruto ultimate ninja storm connections new combination secret techniques featuring the uzumaki and uchiha families plus new info on the improved battle system uzumaki family combination secret technique Uzumaki double palm strike and in the images it showcases again Boruto, Naruto and Hinata working together with what looks like I don't know some sort of ultra rare card from the card game and she like knocks out Naruto and Boruto. Boruto accidentally scatters X cards when going in for the attack revealing one with a special picture of his mother Hinata and embarrassed Hinata blows the enemy away along with her husband and son. Then you got the Uchiha family combination secret technique Uchiha cherry blossom shock which showcases Sada just looking absolutely badass Sasuke and Sakura take the lead striking first with their ninjutsu specialties taking advantage of the opening this creates Sarada activates her Sharingan and finishes them off with the Chidori she learned from her father then you got further improvements to battle online battle mode so we get to actually see what the character selection looks like and for the most part yeah it kind of looks stormish but at the same time now you're seeing like the background before you click the characters and also it showcases that there's leveling on the characters now battle with players worldwide choose whichever kind of match is best suited for you rank matches battle shinobi from all over the world and aim for the top ranks compete with opponents of a similar skill level forget about rankings and have relaxing states free battles use your favorite ninja and enjoy anime-esque fights new simple control style execute combos just by repeatedly pressing the close range attack 
attack button. Players who struggle with complicated button inputs or battle maneuvers can rest easy. Use that doesn't sound great to be honest. Show off your customized characters to Naruto and Boruto Naruto Next Generation fans from around the world. Again, I don't know, like having Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura with bunny ears. Like, okay, whatever. And of course, the release is scheduled for 2023. Nothing confirmed exactly a date, but either way, it doesn't just sound like, hey, this is everything that you played before. There's new family technique combo attacks. There's new controls. Some of them don't sound the greatest. There's new levelings on some of the characters. Like, this sounds fantastic, honestly. A lot of people thinking that this is going to be the same old Naruto Storm game we played 100 times. You might be a little bit wrong, and either way, I'm massively excited for this. Moving forward, big, huge update for Dragon Ball fans, in particular, Dragon Ball fans of the movies and wondering, well, what's the biggest Dragon Ball movie of all time? Now it is definitive exactly what's the biggest Dragon Ball movie, because according to this, Dragon Ball Super Superhero made over 13.8 billion yen worldwide, while Dragon Ball Super Broly made only over 13.5 billion yen worldwide, making Superhero now the number one Dragon Ball movie of the collection and I'm gonna be honest with you while that is a massive feat and big 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 congrats to Dragon Ball Superhero doing it because a lot of us counted it out I am very much so okay with saying I was totally wrong that this movie was going to completely bomb in every aspect however I will counter the fact that it did surpass Broly 100% however 100% it is facts that this movie was released at the very least over here in North America and like double if not more of the movie theaters that Broly was released in. This one, they knew that this was a family-friendly film. They knew that this one could kind of hit every age demographic. At the same time, it had that 3D Pixar type of vibe of like a Disney film. So they knew what they were getting themselves into. And that's why they were like, let's try it with double the amount of theaters. And if Broly would have been in double the amount of theaters, I don't know if we would be having the same conversation considering if Toei would have released Dragon Ball Super Broly in double the theaters or the same amount of theaters at the very least that they did with Dragon Ball Superhero. I don't know if we'd be having the same conversation. Honestly, I think that Broly would have surpassed it in many ways, but it seems as though it was very strategic in showcasing that no, Dragon Ball hasn't taken an L. In fact, the latest movie is the most successful yet. So yeah, it's not necessarily showcasing, in my opinion, that this is 100% the success that they're playing it out to be, considering, again, it's only done 0.3 billion, which 0.3 billion is still, you know, a decent amount. But in comparison, it's like it took double the amount of theaters to just barely outdo Broly so there take that as what you will I love the movie I bought the movie on Blu-ray right there not a hater I actually changed my stance a lot in terms of how it looked after watching it and whatnot but the facts are the facts and the facts is that it took double the amount of theaters in order to make this thing what it is right now opposed to what it took Broly. Moving forward it seems as though the anime and gaming industry is just on some other next level stuff because yeah a music composer for some popular anime including Pokemon uh, was recently sentenced for some indecent acts. Anime slash game music composer Hidekazu Tanaka handed suspended sentence for public nuisance slash indecent acts. The Tokyo district court found 35 year old game and anime composer Hidekazu Tanaka guilty on Friday of violating Tokyo's nuisance or trouble prevention ordinance and committing indecent acts before handing him a suspended 18 month prison sentence if Tanaka remains in good behavior for three years he will not serve time in prison police had arrested Tanaka in Tokyo on October 24th on a charge of attempted forcibly indecency a Japanese legal term which includes assault however the court formally ruled that Tanaka violated a different ordinance the court also found Tanaka guilty of taking boisterous photos of women's skirts 11 times between last September and October at train stations in Tokyo and Kanagawa Prefecture as well as indecently exposing his lower body on a train between Japanese railways, Yurakucho and Tokyo stations. The court noted that the victims of the first offense, a high school girl, ended up not being able to go to school for a week after the crime as she is now fearful of interactions with men, people walking behind her, and crowded trains on her school commutes. The presiding judge concluded with noting that for the victim this case will never end the judge then admonished Tanaka to never forget about the victim and to never act like this again and you're probably thinking okay well what music has he done what has he contributed to and it seems as though he's contributed to Niaruko, Crawling with Love Aikatsu Servant X Service the Idol Master movie Kagayaki no Mukogawa Eh, the Idol Master Cinderella Girls Sword 
Oratoria. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon on the side? Hitori Bochi no Marumaru Saikatsu and Idly Pride. The Pokemon Journeys, the series anime opening sequence for the theme song 123, has removed Tanaka's music arrangement credit in recent episodes, which is probably the biggest thing he's done. I mean, that's freaking Pokemon. So yeah, Pokemon movie composer uh, gets a suspended sentence despite the facts. And I'd imagine that was probably once again, you know, some hands were shaked in terms of not bringing bad press to this whole thing of like, yo, the music composer for this big series, you know, did some wild stuff. So that's probably how he slid. But yeah just uh, what's going on moving forward fans of the promised neverland apparently the promised neverland's posca denizu and kakeguriuri's homura kawamoto launch beyblade x manga the june issue of shogakugan's monthly korokoro comics magazine published a 70 page full color preview manga booklet of homura kawamoto and hikaru muno and posca denizu's the promised neverland beyblade x manga on monday the manga will start its regular serialization in the magazine July issue which will ship on June 15th Kawamoto and his younger brother Muno are credited with the original work and Demizu is drawing the manga the manga story centers on the young boy who aims to be a professional Beyblade player he aims to get to X Tower where professional Beyblade players gather the manga will introduce new gears and abilities in playing Beyblade and to be honest with you I forgot about Beyblade being a thing that was a big thing back in the days you know they even sold the plastic little kits and you could let it rip and it's wild to hear that Demizu Posca is working on Beyblade but okay let it rip then Demizu then moving forward there's a small update for Roroni Kenshin fans apparently the new Roroni Kenshin TV anime has a new preview and the series of course starts July 6th and based on the preview it's for the most part shots that we already seen for the upcoming anime but there was a few cool shots that I'm like okay and we also get to hear a little bit more of Kenshin's voice actor and in general I know a lot of people including myself are looking forward to seeing in particular I'm not really like gung-ho about because two arcs are just already god tier in the original anime the Koto Shishio in the first arc there they're awesome but I am more so very excited to see if they're going to actually be able to animate the final arc of the anime as well as of course if they're going to I don't think it's necessary either to redo Trust and Betrayal but definitely that final arc of the manga needs to be animated and it's cool to see that at the very least with this preview it's looking pretty good the animation looks pretty good the art looks pretty good I'm really excited about this one and I know Kenshin fans are like it's about time they finally adapt the full entirety of this story in this class classic tale of the Veroni Kenshin. Moving forward, quick update on the Hunter Hunter stage play. And I ain't gonna lie, the fact that there's a stage play and it looks interesting is a cool thing. But there was a Hunter Hunter stage play dress rehearsal video that was streamed. And it's Hunter Hunter the Stage, a highly anticipated stage play adaptation of, of course, Yoshihiro Tagashi's Hunter Hunter action adventure manga. And it finally opened at the Galaxy Theater in Tokyo, May 12th. Prior to the opening, Japanese media were invited to the dress rehearsal. The play will be performed at the 756 capacity venue from May 12th to the 28th 2023 and the uh, tickets are on sale and, and apparently this will be covering the manga's Hunter exam where the protagonist Gon meets his friend Kirawa, Kurapika, and Lorio where he faces a tough test to become a hunter and the Zoldok family arc as well where Gon and his friends go to rescue Kirawa who was taken back to his family by Illumi and I ain't gonna lie, for the most part, I think they got the look on par. I'm not really gung-ho about, like, Gon's actor, per se, but I ain't mad at it in general. It looks high. It's like, well, all right, all right. Being honest, I'm probably just hating because we don't have that over here. I would love to see a live-action stage play of Hunter x Hunter. I'm just saying, like, I, I'd go right now. Come on, bring it here. Moving forward, just a quick update for Toonami fans. Dr. Stone New World Season 3 will be premiering on Toonami June 3rd. And I ain't gonna lie, it's a really good thing considering, like, Toonami. Nami, ever since especially like Sony bought out Crunchyroll and Funimation, it hasn't been really ringing off with new titles and not that many people are talking about Dr. Stone, but there is a big fan base for it. So I'm imagining bring it on Toonami, remind people, hey, Dr. Stone is still a thing and add that dub, which I remember the dub actually being pretty decent. It'll be a good thing all around. Good thing for Toonami, remind people, hey, come back, check out Toonami and good thing for Dr. Stone because I ain't gonna lie, it's very quiet for Dr. Stone right now and a little bit of a push. Maybe they both need it. 
each other Toonami and Dr. Stone because uh, Dr. Stone pretty freaking awesome and I ain't gonna lie I haven't gotten into the new season just yet but maybe Toonami might be an outlet of some kind to jump back in time will tell I guess but yeah Dr. Stone season 3 new world Toonami June 3rd moving forward very odd story but I figured I'd report it because apparently a Missouri man says that American Airlines lost his $26,000 prosthetic leg and won't reimburse him on it and I'm just like what the hell I ain't gonna lie how can you not reimburse somebody on their prosthetic leg that you lost like but yeah how can you not reimburse somebody in general if you lost something now I'm sure that they have some sort of legalities that he signed off on that hey you don't have insurance on it but my god have a freaking conscience I get capitalism and businesses big business all of that stuff but that's a freaking man's prosthetic leg at the very least you know try and replace it for him or something but geez louise a $26,000 prosthetic leg gets lost and y'all don't want to reimburse him but yeah where the hell is that who would steal a freaking prosthetic leg like what's this world fam this world i hope that man from missouri either gets his leg back or gets a cash settlement because that's ridiculous regardless of what whether there was insurance on it or not be a freaking human and have a conscience and give that man some type of reimbursement for his damn leg now he gotta walk on one leg because y'all don't want to come on dog what what is this you know what i'm saying like it's just bottom line it's like have a freaking heart stop do the right thing american airlines come on apparently the u.s treasury secretary has warned that the united states could default on its debt and run out of cash to pay its bills as early as june 1st if congress does not act soon and i've heard murmurings that apparently biden and them are already in talks to get this sorted but and it's always a stark reminder at the very least that the country that we live in if you're in north america if you're in the united states like dog we we living on debt we living on a, a freaking land that is uh, in massive amounts of debt to china and all sorts of different places it's like we're in trillions in debt and i'm imagining to respond to this just before you know negotiations are finished and we're back on you know the good graces of things biden will probably send another 10 billion dollars to the ukraine be like oh we in debt but ukraine needs more money you know what i'm saying we're gonna send a little bit more little care package to ukraine and by no means am i trying to downplay because i understand that the ukraine is in some very serious situations with russia uh but bottom line is yo it's good to help out and all that jazz but there are people that are homeless on the streets all over the country all over the country why are you you know what i'm saying like we're in massive debt like this and we're still sending billions of dollars to the ukraine what the hell so yeah thought i'd let you guys know june 1st we might be going you know what i'm saying they might give us a, a eviction notice on the u.s stolen land getting taken away from the robbers hey now it's usually a great indication on what's popping what's crack a lacking what's hot in the anime when you check out the top anime that are broadcasting for tv tokyo and in general even if they're not necessarily broadcasting which anime properties are making them the most dollar and we got quite a bit of information here in terms of the top as well as some titles that are in general bringing them massive revenue and you might be a little bit shocked I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little bit surprised about certain aspects of this list, but maybe not for reasons that other people might be, but let's take a look, because we got TV Tokyo's financial report for 2022 of April through March of 2023, so that was just a couple months back of a full-on uh, breakdown. Full-year ranking by title and anime category belonging to rights businesses, and the top sales are at number 5, Pokemon, 4, Bleach, 3, Yu-Gi-Oh!, 2, Boruto, 1, Naruto. And that's usually par for the course. And then the gross profits is at number five, Bleach. Four Yu-Gi-Oh, three Pokemon, two Boruto, one Naruto. And flat out, I'm going to continue to say that for the most part. I'm imagining a lot of what they attribute to Boruto probably comes from Naruto. Not to mention Naruto fans do buy Boruto stuff. I mean, I'm a Naruto fan. And, well, I guess I don't really count because I also really rock with Boruto as well. I'm the exception. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that they buy Boruto stuff just because they see Naruto and they see his kids. And it's like a reminder of their own life of like, yo, I got kids too and I'm a Naruto fan. Yeah, let's get this. Let's go. But one of the things that surprised me, to be honest with you, is I thought, considering Bleach has been on both of these lists for many years now, even though the anime ended back in 2012 and only just returned uh, last year. Like, Bleach only just returned with the Thousand of Blood War anime in October of 2022. But I thought Bleach, honestly, would have been at the very least at number three, considering the fact that, again, with the Thousand of Blood War, you got to imagine that there was a pretty penny paid from Hulu slash Disney Plus 
Plus for the rights to that thing and of course all of the other sub licenses to like you know North America Viz Media etc etc I thought that that would have definitely bumped enough revenue and gross profits for Bleach to have been probably number three but I guess that Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon money and even Boruto Naruto but I'm going to continue to say and this is not to slight Boruto it's just the reality I think Boruto would not be on that list if they weren't including certain aspects of Naruto stuff I think like for example the upcoming Naruto slash Boruto Storm Connections game I think that that revenue is going to go towards both properties because it's a crossbreed likewise with the video game Borutage I think that goes to both of them because they're both combined so yeah it's probably reaping the benefit well not even probably it's 100% definitely reaping the benefits of being you know in proximity of its predecessor and of course the series that it's a spinoff from Naruto but at the same time Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh I guess it's just really a Goliath to beat although to be fair in sales Bleach did beat out Pokemon but it's just that profit wise gross profit yeah probably there's a lot of payments that go down for the sub licensing I wouldn't be surprised if maybe back in the days the Bleach licensing and in general some of the deals that were made for Bleach weren't the best and that's why this Despite the fact that sales are great, gross profits for it aren't the greatest as well. Maybe also a lot of advertising to kind of put it back in the people's minds and subconscious of like, yo, Bleach is back. But either way, still a really dope list. And in general, it's interesting to see that Bleach is, you know, in the midst. It's at the very least in sales-wise in between Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And what better of a list in terms of making money is there to be than or spot at the very least of in between Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, two of the biggest out there. But there was some other notable information. It says here, Bleach's new series saw good distribution in China, Europe, and the U.S., and sales increased due to game adaptation rights worldwide and merchandising in China and the U.S. Interesting game licensing. I'm wondering if that's solely to Brave Souls, or maybe there's a game in development and they already got the license. I don't know. Naruto enjoyed good overseas development, including the licensing of merchandising rights in North America and China. Yu-Gi-Oh! SNS game sales performed well in Japan and overseas. Spy Family saw increased sales in merchandising and distribution in Japan and overseas due to the anime broadcasting this fiscal year so it seems as though maybe Spy Family was like number six on this list potentially as a result overall anime category sales increased by 23% from previous fiscal year to 22,196 million yen domestic 4,000 million yen up 14.6% overseas 18,195 million yen up 25.1% and yeah it's fascinating to see that Spy Family is a very new title and it's pretty much seemingly like right up there with Pokemon, Bleach, Yu-Gi-Oh, Naruto, Boruto. I'm telling you when that movie drops it's gonna do massive numbers huge numbers if i'm wrong i will be deathly shocked but i don't think i will be who knows maybe this time next year that fiscal list is gonna have spy family at the very least at number five maybe even top three i don't know <laughs> boruto didn't have naruto sales maybe it'll definitely be in there yeah moving forward something that i'm still a little bit shocked and surprised and like wait what because apparently burn the witch by taite kubo is receiving a new anime adaptation project according to leaks and weibo and i'm hoping that these leaks which usually Weibo leaks are rarely ever wrong let alone ones that are reported by the unofficial weekly shonen jump account on twitter they're rarely ever wrong they rarely miss it's like damn near ever do they miss but yeah i don't see the purpose of this we got a big movie and three episodes and for the most part it looked good to me i mean it wasn't you know a 20 out of 10 but it was pretty freaking good i'd say at the very least art and animation quality wise and direction wise it was all an eight or better so the fact that this is a thing Kind of shocks me, but also leads me to believe that, well, we recently reported that Taite Kubo had big announcements in coming in May 28th on Bleach and Burn the Witch. So maybe this is going to be the big announcement, a new anime adaptation. But then that also leads me to believe that maybe Kubo is bringing Burn the Witch back. And potentially, now that I think about it, wow, mid-news, maybe this is actually not that they're readapting the original stuff, but that there's going to be more incoming. Because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, that Taite Kubo Google's Burn the Witch got an anime adaptation very quickly after the chapters came out. So maybe this isn't that they're going to be redoing the movie in the first three episodes, but more so that new Burn the Witch episodes or another Burn the Witch movie, depending on how they decide to release this, is incoming. And Kubo is going to announce, yeah, I'm doing these chapters and the movie or episodes will be following that. So that's probably more likely. Uh, should I? No, I don't think I'm going to edit it. I think that's nice speculation on my part of like, wait a minute. It first looks like, are they redoing things? Oh, no, 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 no. 
there's probably going to be the next set of episodes a continuation of where it left off because there'd be no reason to redo any of it like come on though why why but either way i'll keep you guys in the loop on what's happening with burn the witch and what taito kubo got cooking and since we're talking about some bleach stuff kind of in the realm of it i guess you would say apparently it is i don't want to say rumored but definitely an idea that a platform that will be combining hulu and disney plus will be launching by the end of 2023 and the reason why i say like bleach related is that yeah bleach is licensed globally outside of the u.s to disney plus and within the u.s to hulu so now there's not going to be any sort of confusion on which platform to go to if they combine then it's going to be like you have to go to disney which will be by default you know which i wouldn't be surprised maybe they'll just call it again still disney plus and just swallow up all of hulu's assets similar to how like crunchyroll and funimation combined but it's basically crunchyroll maybe that's how it's going to work because i don't see disney and i don't even see it being the smartest idea for disney to say oh we're gonna abandon our name that is a global phenomenon of a name for bajillions of generations with this new platform especially all of the you know amounts of money that they put into putting this thing on a pedestal for them to say never mind yo we're gonna call it like who's knee like i'm pretty sure it's gonna stay as disney plus and basically swallow up everything that hulu has pause but that would also mean that again in order to get bleach you have to get on disney plus and also i wonder how that's going to work with like are they going to start adding region locking because one of the big things that made bleach of thousand of blood war a thing was that oh hey i could go to hulu i could get it for the cheap you know i don't gotta go through disney plus i don't want disney plus i don't care to watch the damn lion king for the hundred thousand time like i could just go and watch it on hulu so the fact that they're going to be combining now is like is prices going to go up because again that's a couple of different massive you know repertoires of libraries of stuff that is going to be combined and How's that going to work with all of the Marvel stuff? I mean, I'm in the middle of a Marvel marathon with the MCU. So I'm very curious how this is going to all play out. But I'll keep you guys posted on it. And either way, especially like the anime titles that they have exclusive rights to like Tokyo Revengers and Bleach of Styles and Blood War. It's going to be fascinating to see how this handles and how much it's going to cost to watch these things. Moving forward, an update that's recently resurfaced from 2007 of H.O. Oda, creator of One Piece, regarding death, has uh, basically resurfaced and people are talking about it. Uh, he had said, if you want to revive a dead character, then don't kill the character in the first place. I've hated it since I was a kid when a character is resurrected because I felt the author's intention. Did he bring this character back to life just because he is popular? And yeah, I feel like Oda kind of eventually became a little bit hypocritical just a smidge with that statement I mean for crying out loud like a Pell that was one of the big things and then there's been a couple of instances where characters like oh they're definitely dead I mean some of the stuff that happened in Wano was like oh they're definitely dead yeah and then like oh but maybe Oda's just straight up meaning like nah they were 100% dead like if Whitebeard just showed back up and he's like yo my life was popping with Greg and Larkin. maybe that's the extent of what Oda's meaning but either way Oda you've you've treaded that line a few times in years but again this was in 2007 maybe it stopped bothering Oda since then I don't know that was what 15 16 years ago like yeah and since we're talking some one piece apparently the one piece on ice episode of alabasta reveals zoro sanji and nami performers in case you don't know yeah they're doing one piece on ice it's gotten that big at this point a professional coach last year's japanese national silver medalist and the sister of vb performer marin honda are the latest superstar additions to an already blinding list of performers participating in the one piece on ice episode of alabasta today filling the skating shoes of three more straw hats as follows and they got Zoros, which I go lie, it's like they don't look nothing like. Oh, let's just keep it real. It's like who can skate, and we could just throw the names on Sanji, Nami. It's like yo, y'all look not like them. Like you think the Netflix casting is off the chain? Like yeah, this casting is like hey, let's just throw anybody that wants to be a part of this thing that can skate. Like why not? Then something very interesting recently surfaced regarding Nakaba Suzuki of the Seven Deadly Sins, as well as his previous series Kango Bancho. Apparently, it was noted from Nakaba Suzuki a while back that in the original chapter of Seven Deadly Sins, Meliodas is not actually a pervert, but it was changed. Also, Kongo Bancho 
from the Congo Bancho series, uh, his previous series, is also very respectful and not a pervert. And it was revealed in a drawing that fans dug up that in an old sketch he put out, basically, you're looking at it right now, uh, Nakaba Suzuki is the pig and the dude with the glasses is his editor. And basically, the pig is drawing. He's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And the editor comes in and says, let's put some etchy stuff in there. He said this at every meeting. And the pig said, you're very dedicated. So basically, the reason why, or a majority of the reason why, if not all of it, why you got like Meliodas constantly groping on Elizabeth and all of the wild stuff is editors have constantly pushed which also makes sense because weekly shonen magazine is like if you look at any cover of weekly shonen magazine it's not like weekly shonen jump weekly shonen jump you're gonna see you know luffy ichigo something there right uh weekly shonen magazine you're gonna see some models on there like not topless but bikini models and stuff so i'm imagining that's one of the incentives why it's like yo this is the type of magazine you got to put some of that stuff in there and of course nagama suzuki is there with in this drawing ironic as hell a bottle of what appears to be alcohol yeah it looks like this editor messing with his story and making him have to make all of his characters do perverted stuff has made and forced Nagama Suzuki into the bottle Suzuki it's okay the editors shouldn't be able to control you now you can stop the edgy stuff and please put down the drink homie but serious it's horrible that editors have been messing with stories I mean we've heard some horror stories of what happened with you know Samurai 8 where the editor was telling Kishimoto to speed things up Masashi Kishimoto Kishimoto for crying out loud and then from the very beginning Nakaba Suzuki his editor at every freaking meeting is like yeah put some more perverted stuff like what is wrong with you homie knock it off that's the type of shit that makes people be like screaming yo cancel the seven deadly sins cancel Meliodas this is horrible he's groping on her what the hell quick update for Fortnite slash Dragon Ball apparently it's been leaked that the next big Fortnite collaboration will once again be with Dragon Ball Super this time around with Goku Black and I ain't gonna lie back in like 2016 or so i would have been massively hype about this but i i don't know maybe you care out there it's news yeah but like fortnite is adding all of these collaborations that it's like it looks like it's just trying everything and using the gajillions of dollars that it's made to try and stay hot but hey if you're excited about it why not but goku black fortnite Woo, Basil. Whoop de doo, Basil. Next up, just a quick update. Apparently, there was a big concert of Black Clover over there in Japan where some of the opening themes were played and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it was Jetta Events Calendar 2023 Anime Village at City Walk day two so this was a multi-day big festival and i'm imagining that's probably gearing up because of the big movie coming out and in general it's cool to see black clover still getting some love and some traction despite the fact that the anime's been over for quite some time and the manga ain't the most biggest selling of all time but yeah black clover's still getting love over there in japan with big back-to-back day concerts i'm i'm hype about that moving forward my hero academia fans we got some very awesome news incoming from my hero academia ultra rumble that was a game that was announced quite a bit ago actually actually that it kind of looks like it's a Fortnite style where apparently it is getting another open beta test because it did have one beforehand and it says here Bandai Namco Entertainment America announced on Thursday an open beta test for the My Hero Ultra Rumble aka My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble in Japan battle royale style action game the open beta will run from May 25th at 10 p.m. EDT to June 2nd 2 a.m. EDT the company streamed a trailer that previews the gameplay including the plus ultra and revival systems. Tenya Ida, Kaminari Denki, and Itsuka Kendo will be available to play alongside the original 12 characters from the closed beta. The original 12 include Midoriya Izuku, Bakugo Katsuki, Uraraka, Todoroki, Suyu, All Might, Cementos, Mount Lady, Tomura, Shigaraki, Davi, Himiko Toga, and Mr. Compress. Me and my team, if we get in this bad boy, are gonna be all villains all day. The free-to-play game will be available on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam. Bandai Namco Entertainment is developing the game and the game will center on eight teams of three players, each battling it out in each match. Characters in the game will use their quirks to do battle. Bandai Namco Entertainment will make costumes and skins available for the characters. And yeah, honestly, I forgot about this game. I was like, what the heck ever happened to it when I saw this? I was like, whoa, snap! But seems as though maybe it's still making its way over here to the west because honestly, I want to play it. <laughs> I'd much rather play this than play Fortnite. Maybe they can make this a big thing. 
thing over here. That'd be freaking fantastic. Although, it is interesting that they are dropping the Academia portion out of the title for the West. It's just called My Hero Ultra Rumble, not My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble. I wonder what's that about. But either way, I am definitely very much so excited to play this game because uh, it looks pretty freaking awesome based off the trailer that we have. Moving forward, Chainsaw Man fans. Now, we spoke about fairly recently the Chainsaw Man anime not seemingly performing at the very least first week sales-wise with the Blu-rays up to what people had expected because for the most part comparing it to the big dogs that had came out, Demon Slayer when it first came out with his first Blu-ray did like 89,000 copies week one off the Blu-rays. Jujutsu Kaisen did like 30,000. However, based off sales, not including from my understanding MAPPA's official website, it only had done about a thousand sales first week. People say that with MAPPA's you know, website sales, it did like 16,000, which still is a far shot from the big dogs like again Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer. However, MAPPA's CEO apparently reflects on the financial performance of Chainsaw Man and gives a very mixed signal for me personally, but you be the judge of it. One of the most notable aspects of the Chainsaw Man anime was that the production studio MAPPA invested the entirety of the production cost. This is a rarity among anime productions as most titles are funded by a collection of companies known as the production committee. So how well did Chainsaw Man end up doing for MAPPA? CEO Manabo Otsuka addressed the issue frankly in an interview with Tokyo Keizai on Wednesday. He said, as far as investments go, one could say it was a complete success. However, I am not satisfied that we were able to bring out the same kind of impact as Jujutsu Kaisen, which we worked on right before Chainsaw Man. He also went on to remark that there are some titles which sell well on home video, DVD, Blu-ray. Ah, so he's heard the word and he's trying to clean up people. Pay attention. While others attract a lot of views through streaming. He added, to be perfectly honest, I wish Chainsaw Man could have reached more of the audience that pays for home video releases. Facts. You see what I'm saying, people? For the people that was like, no, it was a success on Blu-ray or it wasn't that bad. He is outright saying that pretty much people streamed the living crap out of it, but they didn't really support it buying the Blu-rays and DVDs. The other benefit of investing in Chainsaw Man was not so immediately tangible. Otsuka remarked that a big challenge with the experiment was that as a medium-sized company at best, MAPPA had little experience in managing the licensing, merchandise, planning, and other aspects that other companies on the production committee would normally have handled. Thus, working on Chainsaw Man proved to be a fruitful learning experience. Later in the interview, Otsuka said that while he does not plan to invest 100% in all anime titles in the future, he is actively working toward building the company so that it can negotiate investments on an equal footing with other members of production committees. He commented that there is a lot of skepticism within the anime industry about studios being able to turn a profit, and he seeks to change that perception through MAPPA's example. And of course, Chainsaw Man anime premiered on TV Tokyo and five other affiliated channels, and I'm gonna be honest with you, this one right here is just forever going to puzzle me in terms of the fact that Chainsaw Man if any series would have been the perfect example of yo we don't need the production committee because in case you don't know the production committee oftentimes is one of the reasons why a series won't pop or won't succeed or won't look great because of a lot of i guess you would say capitalist uh, viewpoints in terms of splitting production costs on different animes when technically all the money should go to one service or whatnot but chainsaw man had a buzz like i don't know 50 cent in the early 2000s before garage and i try was just about to drop like this was supposed to take the world by storm and you could throw the argument that it's not as kid friendly as a jujutsu kaisen or demon slayer despite the fact that they're both very bloody and there's demons and all sorts of stuff but chainsaw man has one aspect that those other two do not and that's of course gratuitous nudity and i guess a little bit of sexual innuendo and sexual humor that the other two don't it's a little bit more mature in that regard as well as the way the characters act so you can throw the argument that that is what held it back in comparison to the other two but just in general chainsaw man should have been the one to put mappa on an even playing field in terms of not needing the the production committee to flat out go straight forward with an animation studio and investing entirely into a product or into a title so the fact that this didn't work out is definitely a disappointment in terms of he's clearly saying that it made a profit in terms of the viewership in terms of streaming and whatnot but in terms of dvd and blu-ray sales i think that's where it fell short and again a lot of that might be due to the fact that they are new into investing and they did it all on their own they didn't have the production committee which 
ultimately i'd imagine cut off certain resources for them but yeah it's fascinating to see nonetheless that chainsaw man was invested by mappa entirely and it did for the most part be it was for the most part a success however it seems as though one of the reasons why i didn't really make the money on the blu-ray side and dvd side is the fact that it was probably lacking resources not having those people also now that i think about it that's probably why they went ahead and did 12 different ending songs for the chainsaw man anime it was probably a way to create a revenue stream via these you know album sales and things like that uh so that's probably why they went that direction because again mappa was risking a lot on this one and hopefully worldwide the blu-ray and dvd sales go good for it i don't think they've released the blu-rays or dvds in north america yet but yeah i'm imagining fans in north america are going to show up and show mappa that their investment was not in vain moving forward this is a massive story this is a leak a lot of people are skeptic on it but um this has been leaked for quite some time and now something else came from it apparently a new shonen jump crossover game is incoming jump stars ultimax by cyber connect 2 and Bandai Namco, which would be Shonen Jump's Naruto, Dragon Ball, One Piece, etc. Crossover game for the PS5 and PS4. Likely Xbox One will be in America and Europe too because there's no mention of it. But yeah, this has been floating around and this has actually been kind of leaked and, and word has circulated for a few months now at the very least. But yeah, if this is actually facts for starters, CyberConnect 2 being the one to bring this forward, this is going to be the biggest game in existence because and they got the storm collection incoming or the storm connection shall i say naruto x boruto and demon slayer but that has been out of all of the anime fighters the most proven successful one in terms of style and combat that is simple enough that anybody could jump into but at the same time the mainstream audiences don't reject it in terms of like oh it's clunky it doesn't work opposed to jump force because jump force if the gameplay was proper and up to snuff would have been something that was absolutely timeless that could have lived off of dlc until the end of time every time you drop a shonen jump title that gets a buzz you can immediately start working on dlc and just dlc those characters into the game work on dlc stories like this if this is proven true and if this is actually the next step in shonen jump having crossover games is jump stars ultimax this would be perfect i guess alleviate the bad taste in people's mouths of jump forces combat because cyber connect 2 have proven and time and time again they can really make some awesome fighters now it doesn't necessarily have to be in the style of the demon slayer slash you know naruto storm because i believe they've also made some other fighting games and yeah they could probably make it along the lines of uh dragon ball fighters if they have enough time which i'm imagining so and if this one is successful this could mean that shonen jump will for the rest of time or at the very least for the next generation of video games have a game that is just solely dedicated to releasing new characters every time a series pops you know you get a new story that is just like oh god this could actually be the gateway heck even cancel series at the very least when they get a buzz could get a character or two into this because shonen jump owns them anyway like this is going to be revolutionary if this is true because cyber connect 2 have shown they make games that we like to play and yeah if this is coming soon and this is a true leak uh which i believe it to be jump stars ultimax might be everybody's favorite game incoming let's freaking go anime fighters have been on a drought for quite some time this seems like this could change everything if done correctly and of course if this is a true leak which i do believe it to be but yeah let's freaking go jump stars ultimax we playing this every day for the rest of our okay let's not get carried away for now moving forward now a lot of people know that of course ai is becoming a massive force in the world and apparently art workers in japan took a survey about their concerns about ai and 94 percent of japanese creators are concerned about ai tbs news dig reported on monday that around 94 percent of japanese creators were concerned that ai could have harmful effects such as rights infringement according to an arts worker japan survey of around 25 thousand creators the survey also lists the reports by creators citing negative experiences with ai such as seeing their art stolen by ai and distributed on foreign websites or having their published voice samples altered by ai and resold as voice changer models the arts workers japan association strongly recommends government regulations against ai created works proposing that it should be obligatory to display the original data and or compensate the original creator personally i am so on board with saying that these 
need to have there needs to be some very strong regulation not just regulation but very strong like if there's any conservative standpoint to have in this matter it is that that we do need regulations on this thing because those aspects alone are a very big deal like yo people's art and their voices and all of this stuff can get stolen then on top of the fact that people are going to lose jobs over this many many jobs creators that once aspired to do art in this capacity it's just going to be very bad all around so i definitely think that there needs to be strong regulations to make sure that this thing doesn't go out of control and if that doesn't get bad enough with that little piece of information apparently shonen jump plus editors co-developed ai tool for manga writing oh god <laughs> matrix terminator ai art may be a contentious subject these days with japanese content websites dl site cyan pixiv fanbox and, and fansha all banning or restricting its use on their platforms just last week but there are still many other avenues for ai tools and creative work that don't involve a machine generating the entire product for you shueisha editor yuta momiyama who manages weekly shonen jump shonen jump plus and manga plus online services is particularly interested in how ai can help ease the tedious aspects of the writing part of the manga creation i don't think that writing is tedious unless they refer to like just scripting it all out but in terms of writing the basic plot and uh the name so to speak that is freaking awesome and fun and uh, yeah i guess dialogue boxes and stuff like that can be a little bit strenuous but i digress momiyama revealed on twitter last thursday that he and shonen jump plus editor shuhei hosono co-developed the comic co-pilot ai tool which utilizes chat gpt with an easy to understand japanese interface the tool can be used to help come up with titles and names as well as shortening dialogue to make it fit speech bubbles the latter is a particularly big deal for manga creators as individual lines of dialogue will often take multiple rounds of editing in order to sufficiently convey the desired message the other co-developer of the tool is kensu representative director of the technology company alu which primarily deals with ai and nft projects in a message on the comic co-pilot website kensu commented that although he has heard many worried predictions that ai will steal jobs he believes that ai can actually enhance the scope of creation it's taking jobs stop it come on uh users are directly encouraged to post their ai assisted creations on the user generated manga websites shonen jump rookie and manga no the site's faq warns that although it is admissible to use the ai generated device and ideas some content may be drawn from existing works of manga and users are individually responsible for confirming whether the content infringes intellectual property how the hell are you supposed to do that honestly yeah this is just another testament to what we just spoke about two seconds ago why 94% of people in the uh, creative force 25,000 people at the very least uh, voted that yeah they worried about this and this tool right here is another indication that AI is here to stay and it's gonna be a problem people yeah moving forward we spoke about this recently but apparently one piece day event is slated for july 21st 22nd i'm hoping we get some big news out of this bandai namco entertainment shueisha and toy animation confirmed on monday that they will once again hold one piece day a two-day event commemorating the anniversary of the debut of eichiro oda's one piece manga the event will take place at the tokyo big site convention center on july 21st and 22nd with a live stream on youtube worldwide the event will feature a cheering screening of the one piece film red anime on the first day when shouting and cheering will be allowed the second day will have a stage what you can't shout and cheer on the second day the second day will have a stage event featuring cast members and announcements on one piece merchandise as well as other activities since 2017 the japan anniversary association has acknowledged july 22nd as one piece day come i didn't know that wow commemorating the anniversary of the manga's debut although the manga actually launched july 19th 1997 it was advertised as launching on july 22nd one piece day was held on july 22nd and 23rd last year within a company youtube live stream yeah i did not know i knew we had of course goku day may 9th i didn't know july 22nd is one piece day but alrighty then and again i'm hoping for some juicy news considering bandai namco entertainment is involved along with toei and shueisha uh the possibilities of there being some gaming news is definitely in the ballpark uh and of course toei there could be some anime related news although i'd imagine toei is there mainly for like merchandise purposes and to push film red but bandai namco entertainment being there maybe we can get the next big one piece game announcement now that odyssey has been out although no i think about it we'll probably get more info on the dlc that they've been cooking up for odyssey so maybe don't expect too much but it's one piece day and well look what they did for goku day we got uh nada so we'll see i guess but yeah one piece day july 21st 22nd let's go we go 
Big, 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 big news for Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, and just in general, the landscape of animated stuff, cartoons. Apparently, Adult Swim will be moving to 6 p.m. on Cartoon Network later this year, starting September. Adult Swim, our animated block, is so popular that we've started airing it one hour earlier every night at 7, and in September, it will kick off at 6, according to Kathleen Finch. Now, for starters, let's stress that Toonami might not move down any further because Adult Swim isn't, you know, synonymous with Toonami. Uh, Toonami might stay right where it's at. But in terms of it moving down even further, it is fascinating to say that for starters, it looks like because remember, this is cable TV at the end of the day. And I know for certain of all of my kiddos, whatnot, nobody really cares about cable. They barely even use the damn TVs that I got them. So, you know, the, the, the phone has really taken over. So the fact that they are pushing even forward because they just recently knocked down adult swim from eight to seven so the fact that they went from seven to six now is a clear indication that just like what i believe it was cartoon network announced earlier this year or no i want to say it might have been last year that you know it's 29 year olds the most people that watch cartoon network throughout the day i wouldn't be surprised if at some given point cartoon network and adult swim become synonymous with one another in terms of the programming now i'm not saying that they're going to put the most adult shows on there but um either they need to separate one another so that it could be a straight up kids cartoon channel and see if they could get an audience in that way and have adult swim as its own thing or adult swim just needs to kind of merge with cartoon network in terms of being able to get some of that programming throughout the day every day because this is a clear move of they're fighting for their lives if they are doing something that they've never done in the history of now we're knocking down adult swim down to 6 p.m um, maybe it's because they saw some massive results and a massive increase in viewership by putting it at seven. So now they're like, yo, we can maximize even further. Let's go down to six. It's unfortunate for the kids that still do watch cable TV that it's like, yeah, they're losing another hour programming. Also, like kids are still up at six. Like you're going to throw the argument by eight o'clock, you know, maybe get your kiddos in bed or, you know, okay, you could give an excuse. Yo, it's time to change the channel. It's adult swim. Seven o'clock. It was getting a little bit, but it's like, okay, six o'clock. No, your kids are up and they want to watch tv uh, especially if they have cable tv so i don't know how that's going to work um it's going to be interesting to see hopefully this means i guess in one regard maybe more anime because with adult swim it could mean that maybe they're going to start airing more anime it's you know cheaper they just got to sub license it they don't got to make new product per se and at the same time we could get a boatload of stuff who knows maybe this could mean down the road that toonami could start even earlier you know how many people would love to start toonami at 6 p.m hopping off with like uh, hey we got some dragon ball super and then we could hop over to burn the witch like there's so many possibilities but i guess only time will tell on the anime side of things either way adults from making another major change and a major move and i'm just curious to see how this is all going to work out because you know the soccer moms are going to be like hey my kids is watching that tv what are you doing okay people let's jump into the weekly shonen jump and weekly shonen magazine author comments courtesy of jose underscore k and off rip let's talk hirovashima creator of eden zero slash fairy tale uh and rave master of course i bought all the ff pixel remasters i'm imagining he's talking about final fantasy now the question is when will i find the time to play them oh god i freaking wholeheartedly understand this one dog i'll be buying games i'm looking at one piece odyssey right now and i'm like oh when will i find the time i want to play uh so completely understand you hiro mashima eventually you will dog and it's crazy to hear that hiro mashima is starting to acknowledge that he's busy that that's saying something <laughs> uh, we got uh, author of gachi aquita k urana my neighbor had a barbecue the food was delicious and apparently the original word for barbecue fun fact for you is barbicoa that, that that was a very interesting thing i learned listening to the radio the other day yeah i was listening to the radio yo you listening to the radio who does that well apparently me <laughs> uh muneyuki kanashiro author of blue lock wild hearts is hella fun y'all i don't believe he said hella fun y'all like that is 100 the translator just throwing in hella but alrighty then and shout outs to blue lock doing its thing uh we got nakabasuzuki author of four nights of the apocalypse slash seven deadly sins i love drinking alcohol i drink alcohol alcohol is drink no <laughs> I'm sorry and by no means am I trying to laugh about um, alcoholism. It's just that we constantly see homie talking about drinking and I feel like it's a very bad statement that he's making to not only people that are reading these all the comments over here, but the kiddos that are picking up Weekly Shonen Magazine. So forgive my humor. Please don't, don't, don't get me. 
I apparently have a Bluetooth stereo or something, but I really don't get how Bluetooth works. Someone, please explain it to me. Um, how old is Komi? Well, yeah, he's kind of up there in age. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get it, Nakaba. I understand. Uh, let's see here. We got Negi Hadaba, author of Ranger Reject. For the first time in a while, I ate some Butamen. As always, it was delicious. Butamen? What, you eating men that are that are worshippers of Buddha? No. <laughs> I joke. I joke. Uh, and then for the Weekly Shonen Magazine, all the comments, the last one we'll cover is Yoshitoki Oimas to your eternity. I want to eat Thai sweets like Kanom Thai at home. I'm not a big fan of Thai food, but maybe I need to give it another shot. It's been like, I don't know, seven years since I've tried it. Like, maybe another Thai food try is, is due, but we'll, we'll see. We got a new series called Nui's Exorcist by Kota Kawe. And they said, I work my hardest to make the best manga I can with my editor and assistants. Well, we got our eyes on you. Hopefully you can get it done. Uh, we got Do Retry by Jun Kidarazaka. I've become a big eater from the lamb meat restaurants I went to with my editor. I'll eat a ton and do my best. I love their little penguin emoji. That's cool. Or penguin, you know, icon. Uh, we got Akane Banashi's Takamasa Moe. I was working on my pages and noticed there was a gecko on the wall in front of me. It was supposedly good luck, so I let it be. You know, fun fact. In front of my house on the light post, there's a bird nest that just happened to appear one day. And now I saw they had like, it looked like blue eggs in there. I was like, what the heck is going on? And every time I'm in an out my house i see there's like this bird nest and the bird flying back and forth it's kind of cool uh we got mission yozakura family's hitsuji gandaira it's fun to walk around the house like a bird called the american woodcock you just wanted to say american woodcock let's be real no. <laughs> we got blue box koji miura i make sure to have 30 minutes of snuggle time with my cat after i wake up every morning i'm not worrying about work uh, I don't I don't got 30 minutes to snuggle. Well, I'm lying. If my daughter wants to snuggle for 30 minutes, we're snuggling, all right? Don't judge me. One Piece creator, Ichiro Oda. Have you all caught one yet? I got a Galorian Moltres all on my own. I've been thinking about getting into Pokemon Go lately. That seems like a great physical activity, to be honest with you. We got Witch Watches, Kenta Shinohara. The Bangsha roses in my yard didn't bloom again this year. Not enough sun? Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, we got Kill Blue. I almost said Kill Bill again. By Tadatoshi Fujimaki, author of uh, Kuroko no Basket. I'm using 3D models for my art, but looking at them makes me nauseous. Maybe they just aren't for me. Probably not. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's Gege Akutami. Choo! Sorry there were details missing in the conversation between Kenjaku and Kogane. Considering you're writing very detailed chapters, you gotta stop apologizing, homie. You're gonna make mistakes. This isn't the days of the 90s where Toriyama is writing the chapter Dragon Ball five hours before it's due. Like, you're writing some very detailed stuff. Like, stop being so hard on yourself, Gege. Uh, we got My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi. I'm eating a ton of almonds and peanuts. I feel like my intestines are doing better well that's very good to hear that your intestines are doing better and you're um eating what seemingly is helping you and just in general we we hope you're good uh kohei you've been giving us a scare lately we got temaku cinema's shun sayaki i love horror movies but i get scared really easily so i need to prepare for a while before i'm ready to watch one in case you don't know that's one half of the original creators of food wars aka shokugeki no soma we got hajime komodo author of martial magic and muscles please ask me to be the entertainment at the wedding i'll go all out no we do not need you homie you too much of a troll we don't know what you're gonna do at the wedding dog we don't know what you're gonna do big dog we got sakamoto days yuto suzuki i want a spare brain i need like four of them that are resting until i need to switch them out i hear you big homie trust sakamoto we we, we understand over here the elusive samurai is yusei matsui i asked chat gpt about myself and it said yusei matsui is a japanese professional baseball player outfielder <laughs> Maybe there is one out there. I don't know. Under Alux Yoshifumi Tezuka. Although, wait. I, I, damn, is a baseball player, an outfielder baseball player going to be more popular than the author of Assassination Classroom? I just had to throw that in there. Um, Undead Unlocked Yoshifumi Tezuka. Volume 16 is now on sale in Japan. The cover art is Fuko, Nico, Ichi, and Gina. Look for the blue and pink art. Check it out. Um, I know you pushing it because sales have been down for Undead Unlocked. Well be honest sales have been down for a lot of manga since like the end of the pandemic 2021 2022-ish um but i think when that david production anime comes yoshifumi tezuka is going to be eating because yeah that anime is looking fantastic i just had to throw that in there i think you good yoshifumi i think you good 
the Ichinose family's deadly sins by Tizen5. Thank you to everyone who sent me fan mail and please enjoy chapter 24. It's little things like that. You constantly got to remind the people so that they don't miss a chapter and fall behind like me. <laughs> uh, we got Cypher Academy's Yuji Iwasaki. I reviewed so much research material and now I want a pocket watch that shows 24 hours. Uh, Miraboko Shuhei Miyazaki. My weight is about the same as Lewandowski. Now I just need to be as tall as him. <laughs> uh, Fabricant 100 Daisuke and Oshima. I created a Twitter account. Please check it out. Big bet. I might actually go and follow you if I could find it. Twin Star Exorcist Yoshiaki Sukeno. The color page shows the character rankings for who got the most Valentine's Day chocolate. Number one was me okay <laughs> we got the author of gokurakugai yuto sano i still haven't been able to leave the house so i'm looking at all the photos everyone sends me to feel like i'm at a bookstore oh gosh we got blue exorcist's kazue kato the new zelda trailer was so good that i had it playing on loop all day while working on the pages wow i've, I've heard some good things seraph of the end by takaya kagami he said or they said my diet was a success i'm back to the way that i was when i started the series now i'll work on maintaining it wow they homie started this series a while ago. Uh, and we got Akinari Asakura, I believe the uh, writer of Shoha Shoten, with the artist being one half of the Death Note duo. Uh, Lately, my run into a cat rate in the neighborhood is great, so I'm living life to the fullest. <laughs> Alrighty then. And yeah, people, those were the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Always a... Uh, uh, a, a treat. Alright, people, and let's close this bad boy off with the top 50 best selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore Ken. Uh, 50 through 41. Let's start here. Good place to start. Uh, Blue Lock coming in strong, volume 17, volume 21, taking places 50 and 49 with 8.7 and 9 apiece. Alrighty. Uh, we got Cypher Academy. That's a new one in Jump, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in six days, Volume 2 did 9.2K. Uh, they've canceled series for a lot more, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Cool cover, though. <laughs> uh, oh, God. What the heck? Na- Naka made Aishite? What the hell type of cover is that? Let- let's carry on, lads. Let's carry on. <laughs> we got a 43 Blue Lock Volume 22, 10.1K, 507 K total not bad not bad uh Comey can't communicate 20 days newest volume did 77.1 with 10k this week all right all right all right uh yoichien wars volume 2 10.2 with 39.5k i feel like is this one of those series that is in the new uh magazine that shonen jump has i feel like it is i'm not sure though i feel like that's um the new magazine that's aimed towards a younger demographic that they put out but i'm not sure uh yeah i do think it is because i remember reading a report about them uh reprinting these things four times so yeah and then volume one doing 10.9 54k total that's pretty freaking incredible these sales considering that this is from like some you know brand new magazine so interesting interesting uh blue lock episode of nagi volume 2 11.6k 191k total uh tokyo avengers volume 31 wow back on the charts after i think this fell off the charts i wonder what gave it this big bump um total wow it never hit a million that's crazy that's interesting the final volume of tokyo avengers didn't hit a million i mean don't get me wrong 834,000 is incredible but i thought hmm, okay all right Let's see, let's carry on going up the ladder. We got PPPP Volume 8, um, 6 days, 12.4k. Insane. I, I'm still shocked. Like, they canceled it. Why jump? Why? I mean, 12.4 ain't, you know, great, great, but. Pfft. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Jumpy wilding with their acts. We got Oshinoko Volume 2 with 13.4, 474. You already know the Oshinoko effect, uh, the anime effect is full in effect. <laughs> uh, volume 4, Volume 5, 13.9, 15K. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. That cover right here looks pretty freaking cool for uh, Volume 5. Okay, all right. Uh, then we got places 30 through 21. We got uh, Oshinoko Volume 3, 15.2K. Okay, all right. Oshinoko Volume 6, 15. 
2.5. We got the latest volume of Undead Unluck, volume 16. That cover is cool as hell. I love it. Fuko looking cool as hell. I don't know really any of the other characters, or I can't remember the names of some of them. I do recognize them. Uh, in six days, 16K. Yeah, um, that anime needs to do what it needs to do, which I think it's going to do what it needs to do because they were production looked like they put their foot into that one. It looks good uh, because th- this deserves way more, man. I've heard so many good things about Undead Unluck, and everything I read was great, man. Let's get these sales up. Come on, come on, support Undead. Uh, we got One Piece Volume 105 still on the charts all the way from March 3rd with 16.2K this week, bringing his total to 1.7. Big, big dog. Uh, Zatch Mel vo- 2 Volume 2, 24 days, 170K, 16.7K. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta go back and finish that spell, to be honest with you, because I had so much fun with that one. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting into that spell, too. Uh, Oshinoko again on the charts for Volume 11, 17K, uh, 210 total. That's the latest one, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Either latest or second to latest. Uh, we got Oshinoko Volume 9, and, uh, forgive me, I'm probably saying that, and there was, like, a Volume 12 that we already saw, but, yeah. Uh, Oshinoko Volume 9, 17.9. Dimensional Seduction. Whoa, that's one hell of a cover there buddy uh we got places 20 through 11 we got oshinoko volume 7 19k blue lock volume 23 19.2 425k again this is the latest volume blue lock with my guy raichi on the cover aka won't be bakugo <laughs> uh oshinoko again volume 8 19.8 damn yochi and wars what the hell volume 3 6 days 20.6 people really digging that maybe that's not i'm, I'm confused I, I think that's the kindergarten manga that because i've seen people um or seen an article about it but yeah oshinoko volume 10 20.8 232k total let's go let's go Jujutsu Kaisen with my girl Maki still on the charts. Same day release as One Piece 21.9 one point, almost 1.3 great great stuff man love to see it sad that looks like it's ending soon Twin Star Exorcist volume 31 6 days 23k that's another really freaking awesome looking cover I like that one then we got top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 coming in at let's see number 9 World's End Harem which I think finished if I'm not mistaken or one of the spinoffs volume 17 6 days 24.6 sales are really low this week what's going on here very very low we got Case Closed or Detective Conan volume 103 26 days at number 6 with 28.3 Chainsaw Man's latest volume 14 28.4 this week 453,000 total Uh, Kingdom volume 68 In 20 days 480k 47 this week Don the Don debuting its latest volume, volume 10. I can't wait for that anime to come out. That's going to make it really pop. Uh, six days, 52.6K. Not too much of a drop considering, again, we're 10 volumes in. Still no anime. Uh, Spy Family still holding the second position with 62.9K this week. 1.122 million. Cracking the 1.1. And then at number one, yeah, this is wow. We're only 68.3k which only that's still i think that's one of the biggest debuts blue lock uh, blue box has had but volume 10 debuting number one with 68k sold uh that's a very low number to debut as number one like usually number one is closing in on 100k or above 100k to debut so this was a a weak week uh, but it gave Blue Box the number one, baby. Let's go. That's crazy. Almost 70K. This is definitely a success. And considering this is the closest thing to a romance series, as I think sports romance, that Jump has had since the ending of Nisekoi, um, that's a pretty strong showing. Just in general, this was very interesting to say the least. Top 50 best-selling manga of the week list. Uh, Shout-out to Joe's underscore K, as always. And then closing this episode off, apparently Bleach Manga got a Jump MV music video featuring Orange Range hit Aster. The Jump MV series of tribute music videos continues with the Jump Comics YouTube channel adding the latest music video in the series. This one paying tribute to the Bleach manga with the TV anime's most popular opening theme, Asterisk by Japanese rock band Orange Range. And you can see a little bit of clips of it or whatnot. And I always think that's pretty cool and great ways to market, you know, established franchises that maybe right now nothing's happening for it. You know, Bleach's anime is on break currently until it returns in July. Want to heat it back up? Hey, do stuff like that. But that's all we have for this episode. I'm Fenever World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell to get more. Yeah, yeah. This is for my day ones, gotta be clear. Still moving on, baby, but I wish you was here. Still moving on, baby, but I gotta get there. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never forget. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never regret. Still moving on, still moving on. This is for
for my day one. Oh, my day one. This is for my day one. Oh, my day one. Yeah. Miss y'all.